run at it shouting. Do as he says, run at it shouting. Hi all, it's a great pleasure of mine to welcome Millie Hooper here, uh, who is the assistant at Sam Jones Casting. Um, welcome, Millie Hooper. Brilliant. Thanks, Charlie. <laughs> um, hello. So um, my question, I guess it's uh, off the back of the self-tape question about what do we, how do we showcase ourselves and, and, the, and the show real question. So what I've been doing recently, because I've done quite a few of these, I've got some quite nice assets. Mm -hmm. So I've been putting them in a private folder mm -hmm. on Vimeo mm -hmm. and then sending casting directors a link to that with the, with the private kind of um, password. Is that okay? Yeah, that's brilliant. And the one thing I'd um, say with Vimeo in actually any sort of video sharing platform, make sure that your videos are downloadable. Um, just because if we if we would then want to share your reel um, with anybody else, we'll need to download it and then re-upload it to something like Casting Networks or Cast It to send it to the rest of the team. Um, so just always make sure you've got that downloadable option um, selected. And I know obviously for, for the purposes of this um, workshop, everybody sent um, YouTube, private YouTube links. And um, that's one of the more difficult um ones from a sort of a casting director point of view just because it's it's you can't really get the the downloadable version of it um so things like um we transfer or um tagmin if you've got sort of an agent that uses tagmin um or downloadable vimeo is um really useful from from our perspective is vimeo only downloadable if you pay for it is that is there is it like a subscription thing or is it I'm just a, a button I'm not sure if if not things like we transfer um, might be a better option because they they definitely are free and we we do use them all the time. Okay, okay. I think you can also download videos from YouTube because I've done this for my own videos. You can. I think you can get some sort of um, extensions and stuff that let you do it. It's it's a lot easier from from things like like we transfer. Um, but a lot of um, sort of agents will have specific ways they want you to send them um, material. So yeah, it's just a sort of. Um, best just to ask them how they'd prefer it sent to them. Um, I have another question. I don't know if you'd be able to answer it, if you can answer it. So um, I'm looking, as I mentioned earlier, I'm looking to find a new agent, mm -hmm. but I need to, this is the, the, the catch 22 situation is that I, I don't know who you use in terms of which agents you go to. There's, and there's so many, obviously there's different tiers of agents. What's the best way for me to find out which casting directors are using which agents so that I can start, you know, sending out rep emails? Yeah. Um, um, so only some casting directors will use specific lists of agents. Um, a lot of casting directors, you know, sort of us included, will send things out to all um, UK talent agents um, or specifically acting agents. And so we don't have a specific list of, you know, kind of the the... Um, top agencies or anything like that. Um, I think if you're sort of looking for representation and you want to make sure that you're getting a good quality um, agent, you know, someone kind of accredited, um, I'd go on the PMA website just because they have a list of all of their kind of accredited agencies just for sort of your um, peace of mind, just to make sure you're, you're, you know, seeing somebody who's legit and, um, you know, knows all the right people. Um, um, there are about a thousand. <laughs> There are, there are a lot and a few of them are also um, literary agents so it's just a good idea to to um, you know do do your sort of research and, and you know check out the website see what they're putting people up for and um, but then again I mean it's so much of it is a matter of um, 
you know, meeting the specific agent, seeing who you get on with, it's very much kind of a matter of taste and, and you know, the rapport you can build. Yeah. I mean, my agent does rep for TV and film, but I just never get brought into the room. I, I don't know what's going on. So it's just difficult, isn't it? When you just... Yeah, and I think it's a particularly difficult time as well um, at the minute, just because of, uh, you know, everything that's going on, everything's a bit up in the air. Um, All right. Thank you. Feel your pain. <laughs> um, so I think Carrie has got her hand raised. Yeah, again. Yep. Okay, I was going to ask, um, when you, I, I, we, at another workshop, one of the casting directors said that in the past, before the pandemic, they had, he had less applications. And now because of the pandemic, because there's more self tapes, he gets 3000 a day or something like that. How can you be able to choose from that pool of agents probably because if there's a thousand agents out there then they're sending maybe five or ten different people um how can you basically disseminate who who you'll look at because i i can't i can't uh believe that you probably look at three thousand applications for one thing yes i mean sometimes we will get thousands of applications for one role we do look through all of them um i mean it'll mainly be looking through kind of you know lists of, of headshots um so we you will sort of be more likely to get called in if um we've kind of been able to see you in something so maybe you know that's theater or something like that you know you're someone we're familiar with um or somebody you're you know where your agent has been in contact with us about you um but it is really difficult and it is very very difficult to um kind of ensure that you stand out from the crowd when effectively we're looking at you know five thousand headshots um, and it's kind of like a perennial problem. But um, if you're in theatre, just make sure you're sort of, you know, inviting people along to it, you're making people aware just so, um, that, you know, we can see you in person and then we can think of you in future for, for roles. In my case, I know it's a special case. I, I live in Germany, so <laughs> you wouldn't be able to see me on the stage, yeah. even if I had stuff. So yeah. are, would, are, are you open to the agent contacting you and saying, oh, she has, this new thing, uh, a new self tape, or could I directly contact also the, the the casting companies to say I just did a new self tape, a new, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, agents do all the time to kind of introduce new clients, or you know, clients who've got new headshots, or they've just been in this new kind of exciting project, and they'll send us your material, your details, your show, all this kind of stuff. Um, we do also get lots and lots of emails from actors directly um okay. just saying you know hi my name is blah, 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 here are all my details um we i mean obviously i would always try to get back to everybody but we do get a lot of those kinds of emails that can be a little bit difficult to kind of keep on top of it um so it's best maybe to stick to casting directors where you have sort of learned that they're casting something that you might kind of fit into the world of just so you're kind of you know introducing yourself at, at the best time um, but again, you know, it's, it is difficult um, and you do have to be very, very proactive, I think, in this industry, especially if you're sort of someone who um, is still looking for, to get their foot in the door. And is it a uh, is it is there like a secret tip besides spotlight to know what you're casting so that we know what to, to put ourselves forward? It's mainly just spotlight and a lot of casting directors will, um, if they're looking for something very specific, they might put out a brief on Twitter. Um, okay. I've recently got Twitter for that purpose, getting ready to, you know, put out any any briefs that we might get just in case. I think a lot of casting directors have Twitter for, for that reason. Um, so yeah, it's just keeping keeping an eye on things. Um, obviously, like lots of actors are friends with other actors and they all kind of, you know, talk about what auditions they've, they've been having and stuff. So I'm sure you've all sort of, you know, been on top of that and seeing what, what everyone else in your kind of circle are doing. But it is, yeah, it is difficult being able to sort of second guess 
everything that's going on in the industry but yeah keeping an eye on spotlight and twitter and all of those kind of channels are really important thank you very much um uh callum looks like he's got his hand raised um i was just going to ask like in terms of um reaching out to casting directors like do you mind actors directly sort of emailing you or like do you think it's better for an agent to sort of reach out um, and, and if you don't mind like what sort of information do you think like we should put in the email like say for example for me like Welsh actor is that something I should sort of put in the email as well? Yeah I mean I, I don't mind actors contacting me directly I know um, that's not the case for all people in casting but I, I don't mind um, and I think um, I mean it's obviously better if an agent gets in contact with you because they'll know all of the right things that they need to all the, you know all the right information to give us um, I think if you're introducing yourself to a casting director, um, make sure they've got um, your access to your spotlight, um, that they can watch your reel. If say you're, um, it's usually a good idea to wait until you have sort of something to bring up with a casting director to introduce yourself to them. You know, maybe you've just been in something new. Maybe you've, um, you know, you've written something yourself that's that's going on. Um, or you know, you've you've got sort of a, a new reel to show off, something like that. Some sort of a talking point. Um, I would say, but I mean, be prepared because it is, it's a sort of a difficult process and a lot of the time you won't get um, responses just because obviously casting directors are very busy people and get quite a few actor emails. So it's, it's just a case of um, sort of, you know, being patient. Um, but I, I don't mind people getting in touch. Um, anybody else has someone else got their hand raised? Oh, David, looks like you've got your hand raised. Yeah, I'm always fascinated to get your kind of snapshot of where the, the industry is at the moment, you know, in terms of amount of productions, uh, influence of COVID, are people reducing cast sizes, some of you say in America, et cetera. So I'd love to get your Yeah. I think it's getting better. Um, it's it was really really difficult for a while for everybody for you know all aspects of the industry. I think it is picking up a little bit now, but it everyone's still a bit cautious. It's still you know a bit slower than it was, um, but it's getting there. I think the main difference, um, besides you know all of the sort of you know production issues with with um, you know having to like test all the cast members and stuff. I think from our perspective, um, the biggest change has been self tapes. We are doing ten times more self tapes than we ever did before, um, and I think. I think that's something that's going to change in the long term for the industry. I think self-tapes are just going to be increasingly popular just because it means you can see such a wide range of people. People aren't having to, you know, pay to get the train down to London to audition. Obviously, it's great being able to meet people in, in person. That's sort of why a lot of people get into casting is being able to have people in the room. So I don't think that's going to go anywhere. I think you are still going to, you know, have auditions in person. Um, but I think that's also going to be sort of mixed with a lot more self-tapes now. Yeah, which is why it's important to keep on top of your self-taping technique. These workshops are a good idea. Brilliant. Um, does anybody else have any questions? I think Jamie at the bottom there. Hello. Yeah, I didn't do a tape, sorry. Um, uh, my question would be um, about which subscription services which you think could be good? Because I'm juggling so many. I have very little income and I've got this and that and the other. Um, which are the top ones really to go for and which could I happily uh, junk? Like subscription services, do you mean sort of industry tools, things like Spotlight and IMDb? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't got IMDb, but I'm like quit quavering about that. There's a new one called Flarebox, 
wondering about that. I've got I've got Mandy and Star now. Star now, I think I'm going to get rid of because it's just not industry standard. Um, I've got Spotlight. And, you know, anyway, yeah. I'd say the key one for everybody is Spotlight. I mean, it, it is yeah, yeah, yeah. Actor without Spotlight, but it makes it a hell of a lot easier if you've got it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say IMDb Pro, you don't you don't need IMDb Pro. Um, some people get it because the only way you can change your profile picture on there is by having um, your own account. Um, I know sort of, you know, with casting, we can't change actors' um, headshots on IMDb Pro, unfortunately. Um, so some people have it for that reason, but again, it's, it's not necessary. Um, I think, yeah, things like, I mean, we only really get actors from, um, spotlight really, and just kind of, you know, our own knowledge. We don't really use many of the other services. I think if you are, um, based somewhere else, um, so if you're based in Ireland, maybe things like, I think there's one called fish pond or something in Ireland, that's kind of an equivalence. I think if you're not, um, sort of local to the UK, doing some research and finding out what the equivalents are in your area. Um, I'm, I'm actually, this is the second part, I'm actually in Scotland, so um, the lockdown thing and lots of um, self-tapes has been really helpful, um, yeah. but uh, I don't know, going forward, um, it's just so expensive getting down to London and then and staying overnight and doing the audition and then coming away going, oh, <laughs> what was all that about, you know, yeah. so... Um, I think if you are going to struggle to get down to an in-person audition, you can always um, say that and ask for a self-tape. Um, the other thing some I know we've done, I'm not sure whether it's sort of all casting directors would want to do this, but we sometimes offer to do a Zoom taping. Um, mm-hmm. It's kind of like as close as you can get to an audition in person without um, actually you know, bringing someone down to London. So, you know, um, one of us will be reading and the other one will be, you know, pressing record. Um, so you can always ask sort of by your agent um, whether that might be an option if you're going to really struggle to get down to a um, an in-person audition. I think a lot of people in casting um, tend to be quite accommodating towards that kind of stuff because they do understand that it's not always possible to drop everything and, you know, get on a train for one audition. Yeah. Anybody else? I have a question. Um, when I have auditioned for stuff in the UK in the past, um, I've just used a general English accent, not like Orpi or anything like that, just a kind of toned down accent. Um, but now I'm wondering, you know, would cast and directors, I know you can only speak for yourself, um, be interested in hearing an Irish accent and maybe for a part consider like, oh, maybe this person could be Irish or whatever other um, ethnicity. Um, is that something you would consider? Yeah, I think if in doubt, query. Um, I think a lot of the time, I mean, certainly when we send out self-tape emails, I will always specify in the email what accent you need, unless it's just own accent. And even then I'll often put own accent, um, just because accent can, can be quite important. I think if they haven't specified, um, definitely ask whether you, you're you know, they're happy for you just to use your own Irish accent. Um, and then if they have specified something like, you know, English accent, it might be worth asking, you know, asking them to clarify, or do you mean RP? Do you mean, you know, like a specific place in England? Um, so yeah, always, always um, ask if it's not been made um, clear. Lovely. Thank you. Brilliant. Anybody else? Carrie. I just wanted to ask, um, when you get submissions or suggestions from Spotlight, mm-hmm. do you look at the agent or the ones suggested by agents first or is it just one big 
it's, mix. it's one big mix. I think you can filter by agent, but I've never really needed to do that for any reason. Um, so we do just look at all of them. And would you say that you go from first come first serve basically? Because I know some people say we have two days of casting. So the people that are later at the end, will they be seen more than the people at the beginning? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, the way we look at it is actually alphabetical. I think you can change that ordering. Um, so we do look, you know, beginning to end. Um, I think um, in terms of, you know, people, um, sort of the, the idea that if you're seen earlier, you're sort of more likely to, to get the role. I think that's to do with people who've actually been, you know, asked to, to tape or to audition. And it might be that, you know, we've done a certain number of tapes and then we, before we've got, you know, like the second round, we'll send off that first batch to um, the rest of the creative team. Okay. Um, and it might be that there's always the risk that, you know, the director's going to watch, watch them through and then fall in love with somebody in the first round to be like, I really, really want this person. And you've still got another round to go. So there's sort of, there's always the, the idea that, um, you know, you should get your, your tapes in and stuff as early as possible, just on the off chance that something like that happens. It's, it's very, very rare. Usually sort of everyone will be kind of considered, even if you are doing quite a long drawn out casting process, but yeah, it's always good to be kind of prompt with sort of putting yourself forward and then also getting yourself on tape. And uh, sorry, I, last question. When you, well, I can't promise that, but uh, if you, <laughs> if you uh, have this turnaround time where you ask for a second tape, um, mm -hmm. how, how much time are you given, I mean, as the casting directors to actually look through everything and then send out the invites? Is this like a week or is it a month or two days? Yeah, it's massively from project to project and role to role. Um, Sometimes we'll have ages to look at a role and like really look through, you know, all of our options and stuff. And sometimes it'll be, you know, we've got like a day. <laughs> we've got a, you know, especially if you're replacing somebody because, you know, something's happened, they've become, you know, unavailable or whatever. Um, it can be a really, really rapid turnaround, but it, it varies hugely. Like there's no kind of, you know, set period of time. So you can basically say, if you don't hear anything back within a week, probably you weren't cast. <laughs> so. um, that, sometimes that's the case. Sometimes um, it's because, for example, we've had the tapes in, but the, the direction everyone else is on recce. And they're, you know, if they're filming somewhere quite remote, they might not have access to the internet. We might not be able to show them your tapes. Um, and so it might take that much longer to get back to them. We always try and get back to everybody, even just to say, so, you know, sorry, it not worked out this time, you know, next time. Um, but I think, I mean, usually if you haven't heard back for a while, it might not be great news, but sometimes it, it's just because it, the process is taking that long, um, just because of, you know, all the logistics and where everybody is and, and you know, having to cast some roles before other roles and um, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's, there's no real set timeline. We wish there were, we wish we could be kind of more specific about when you're going to hear back, but it just, it never works out that way. Um, and okay, yes, I did like this. There was another question because you had this, <laughs> you had this background as being an agent first, and then being cast. I, I, wor I worked for for an oh. agent. I was yeah, I was um, sort of um, assisting, and then ended up in kind of the commercials department. And do you feel like there's a big shift in how you see the actor? Like because of course you have to choose actors to be in an agency or mm -hmm. or be part of the vetting process. And then choosing uh, actors for a cast. And do you think there's a is there a change in your perspective on on your selection of, of of who you like to work with? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very glad that I did both. Um, I think it's really helpful to have seen both sides, um, just to see kind of what what kind of pressures agents are under. I think it helps to kind of you know get that sense of empathy for for actors and agents and kind of their relationship and what the constraints they're working to. 
um I think obviously I spent sort of you know once I once I finished working where I was working I, I was in the commercials department and obviously commercial actors are very different and have you know very different sort of requirements and you know the, the casting process is quite different for, for commercials um but no it's really interesting to see sort of both both sides of things but I'd say you know a great actor is a great actor whether you're looking at them from um sort of an agency side um or a or a casting side Hello. Hey. Um, hey. Um, so I've been listening to some talks by people who keep saying, know your type, know your type, know your role. And um, particularly the idea that a lot of the early starts uh, will be in soaps, continuing dramas. Well, I'm quite, I mean, I'm actually Australian originally, but I'm now very RP-ish. <laughs> so, I'm not seeing myself any chances for me in all of those regional soaps because I'm just not from that area. Is yeah. it, that's a, so? Therefore, this whole thing about know your type—I don't know what my type is apart from old. <laughs> what? A, how would I go about knowing? Yeah, I think I think first of all to address sort of the the first half of that, the sort of yeah. that people you know get their starts in in soaps. I think yeah. people get their sort of their foot in the door through so many different types of projects right. a lot of the time it's theatre or it might be short films um, or those people that start off in in voiceover and then they end up moving across to to more screen stuff um so i think um, don't worry too much if you're not kind of seeing yourself as being a soap actor yeah. um, i think there are a million different ways you can um you can get into doing um doing acting so i think just just keeping that kind of wide um, you know, keeping your options open. Keep wide um, net. I think actually this person is trying to sell how to get your first TV role type, <laughs> expensive courses, and, and he keeps going on about this. You, you all get your first policeman role, and then you move, you move up the the ladder, kind of thing. But yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to listen to you, not him. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you for that. I'm very confident. <laughs> Um, so did that answer your... Yes, thank you. Yes, it really did. Thank you very much. Brilliant. Um, anybody else? Uh, anybody there got anything to answer? Anybody? No. Ah, uh, no. Right, hey. Um, I'll give you one more. <laughs> just a question about, just really general um, question um, about how you are finding the industry and the changes in the industry. And if you're if you found that there are positive changes, uh, obviously there are some hor horrendous kind of outcomes from the last year, but in terms of how it's changed in terms of casting and accessibility, mm -hmm. um, can you share some thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, sort of, as mentioned before, I think the, a lot of the positives are to do with the fact people are more willing to um, see actors by self-type and over Zoom, which I think is, is a positive because it means we can you know, throw our net a bit wider um, I think also, I mean, just from a, you know, working in casting perspective, being able to work from home in this industry is great. I think um, sort of, yeah, I've really, really enjoyed working from home. And I think there are sort of very few occasions when you do need to kind of go out into the big wide world. And a lot of those are in-person auditions, which just haven't really been possible for the last year. So um, I think that's going to be um, sort of a big change for um, this industry but yeah I think it's, it's an interesting time and it'll be really interesting to see kind of in, in hindsight how the industry has changed and sort of whether it's been um, for the better I think also it's made people miss theatre quite a lot so I think you've got a lot of people desperate to get into a theatre who maybe weren't that interested in it before which is always great 
Mm. Um, yeah. Do you think self-tapes will always be the first port of call now? Do you think that's kind of, is it, has it moved, shifted in that direction? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll, I mean, some, you know, it's massively down to personal taste. Some casting directors much prefer um, one over the other. Um, I think, it, you know, we do really like self-tapes now, and I think that is going to be the norm, um, especially as TV becomes more international. Obviously now with sort of streaming platforms aren't limited to, you know, one country's TV. I think we do get a lot more kind of international television being made and more international casts. And I think being able to throw that net wider to actors who are based in other countries and other parts of the world is, is going to be great. It's going to be so much easier. So it's, you know, it could be you guys getting cast in, in something, you know, based in New Zealand rather than something that's just based in, in the UK or wherever you're based. So I think that's going to be really interesting to see how that changes just kind of, our, you know, like more kind of worldwide perspective. Yeah. Great, thank you. Brilliant. Cool, anybody else? Hey, Jolly. Yeah, I think that's it. Brilliant, great. Thanks, Millie, thanks everyone. Sorry to be pottering around and not completely 100% present today. I hope the move's going well. Um, yeah, it's going, it's going. But thanks, Millie. Honestly, it's, um, it's, I'm, I'm so happy you come on board. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it's all good. Um, I've just seen a message from um, Megan asking about my email. Um, you might want to edit this out of the recording, Charlie, but um, my email is... Run at it, shouting! Do as he says. Run at it shouting. Ah.